Hello, listeners. It's Clancy Overall here. I've, I've had to come into the studio over the weekend to record a new intro to this week's podcast because a lot has changed in the world since we recorded our interview on uh, last Thursday. This week's podcast is a bittersweet interview uh, with one of the most promising talents in the NRL, Latrell Mitchell, the Tari Ferrari, at 23 years and two months old. This South Sydney Rabbitohs superstar has achieved more in rugby league than most players do in a lifetime. Two back-to-back premierships with his old club, the Sydney Roosters, and two back-to-back Origin Series in those same years. He's won a cabinet full of Dally M Awards and worn both the Kangaroos jersey and the uh, Indigenous All-Stars jersey on multiple occasions. Now, 2020 marked an exciting pivot in the story of Latrell Mitchell. After moving to the Bunnies to be coached under Wayne Bennett in his preferred position of fullback, the crowds were treated to a very different style of play from, from Latrell, and he was improving each week alongside one of the most solid spines in the NRL this season. Disappointingly, but as can be expected, Latrell was met with a Fox Sports and Channel 9 media storm as the journos tried their best to break him. The same kind of clickbait and hysterical commentary that we all saw with Adam Goods and Greg Inglis before him when the black poppies grew too tall. However, Latrell Mitchell was able to shake off the grubby undertones and in the reporting of Paul Kent and Stefanovic and began to lift as the Bunnies made their finals dash. Now, at the time of this interview, Latrell had just finished shutting up the Rednecks again with a 56-16 win over the Manly Seagulls. So the positivity and optimism in this interview is obviously indicative of the headspace Latrell was in before round 16. On Thursday night, he was taken from the field with a hamstring tendon rupture during South Sydney's 38-0 shellacking of Parramatta. Now, that injury has ruled him out for the rest of the season. That's not the last we'll see of Latrell Mitchell. He'll be back in 2021. He can now escape the COVID bubble and spend time with his family. We can be sure that Wayne Bennett's Rabbitohs won't die with the music still in them. But this is the man we interviewed last week, Latrell Mitchell, South Sydney Rabbitohs fullback. You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate radio show, recording live here in downtown Batuta in the Budgie Smuggler studio in the Old City District. You're joined, of course, by myself, Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate, and Errol Parker, editor at large. Today's guest is um, is one of the biggest names in Australian sport, certainly one of the biggest names in rugby league this season and, and for the last couple. Yeah, yeah, another very special COVID guest. We've been managing to, to bring in the big names during COVID because everyone seems to be at home when they're in their downtime. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, yeah. Latrell Mitchell. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Now, what's what's been going on? As we record this interview, you've, um, you've just put a couple of points on the Manly Seagulls in... As the coach Wayne Bennett mm. described it, one of the an exemplary game of football. The boys are really starting to lift. How's it feeling down there in Redfern? Nah, it's awesome, eh, brothers? It's, it's very exciting. Um, you know, honestly, there's a lot of credit, you know, to them front rowers that we have, and you know, people have sort of said to us early on that our front rowers weren't going to do it for us, and you know, they've teed off and, and and really picked up their game, and I think that's where it's it's been starting, and then obviously the spine. You know, we've been you know working really hard together, and we're building combinations that. You know, they're going to benefit us going you know forward in the next couple of rounds and i think you know the more pressure that gets put on us the, the better we play so i think you know with wayne back out of um, isolation with his yeah you know, little <laughs> little slip up but um <laughs> yeah look i'm really excited obviously you know training's been good and it's been fun so and wayne obviously just relaxes everyone when he's around so yeah it's been awesome is there any other team though you'd, you'd rather put 56 points on than manly 
Oh, I'd have to be the Roosters. Have yeah. to be the Roosters. <laughs> we got the soundbite there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People are saying you got one of the best spines in the game right now. Uh, did you, you know, envision the team bolting together like this uh, when you signed? Oh, definitely. You know, oh, there's obviously James Roberts outside backs, and you know, there's a few younger fellas that I wanted to come over to, and and I've worked up a good relationship with, and obviously, you know, Adam Reynolds and, and Cody Walker, just two lads I want to, you know, to connect with, and. And obviously, Cookie playing in dummy half role. I just, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, like you said, mate, there's a lot of, you know, reasons why I come over and, and not only a, a great Indigenous club, but, um, you know, a great club in itself with, you know, the history and, you know, probably the one of, I think it's the first club you're in NRL. So every, you know, everyone in Tyree bleeds red and green and my old boy and my mum. And you know, I thought it was sort of a, a homecoming call, you know, I just done, you know, enough with the Roosters to sort of, you know, explore my options and obviously wasn't going to get my crack at fullback there with, you know, Tedesco being the best, you know, in the world. And yep. yeah, look, I just wanted to challenge myself. Centre wasn't my prefer- preferred position and fullback has always been that. And um, it's only sort of, you know, why I took off and, and I had to, you know, go my own way and, and challenge myself. Now, mate, you come from a, a part of the country that is renowned for, for rugby league talent, not just in your family. You know, a lot of people from that part of the world have um, gone on to make big names for themselves in the NRL. Can you tell us what it's like growing up you know, in Taree and, and surrounds, you know, on the sidelines? Is rugby league what it's all about up there? Yeah, definitely. Everyone loves it. Oh, everyone's religion up there, you know. Yeah. Like, sport yeah. is just obviously a, a way to, you know, get something and play with your mates over the weekend. And obviously people are flat out working and, and whatnot. But then I think sport is you know, something that brings the, the town together and... Um, yeah, I've, I've always been a massive, you know, rugby league fan, and you know the old boy, obviously come down and had a crack and with South, and obviously didn't get opportunity, got homesick, and um, opportunities sort of arose for me, and I, you know me and my brothers, and you know, I took them, and obviously I wanted to challenge myself and get out of Tari and make something of myself, because you know being a Koori lad there and, and growing up, it's not easy. Yep. Um, I can't speak for you know the, the majority, but you know I know for myself and my family, you know we had it rough, and you know mum and dad struggled to you know get food on the table but there was always food on the table you know what i mean so um i just really i'm really grateful for what they they've given me and my brothers the opportunity to to chase our dreams and you know the things worked out the way it did and i can't thank them enough and look i I get the opportunity to look after my you know my parents now you know the way they looked after me mate how did you find the move to sydney off the bat you know like you'd come down from Tyree just being a country boy in the big smoke. How are your first, you know, couple months down here? How'd you find it? Oh, so firstly, I moved from, I got my opportunity, you know, Newcastle obviously didn't, you know, want me in. Um, and then I come down for the Bulldogs trials and, you know, and Crusher Cleard said no. And, you know, I would never make nothing myself. And, um, <laughs> you know, obviously. <laughs> and then, yeah, look, I got a crack on the Central Coast, Centurions, and, you know, they, they took a swing on me. and. You know, I, I can't thank them enough as a, as a club. And, you know, they're not big. You know, they're just a little feeder club. And, you know, the opportunity I got there sort of put a, a pathway in front of me where I could, you know, play the best footy I could to get myself recognised. And, you know, that year, I think 2013, I was 15 and moved away and playing Harold Matz and yeah. got the opportunity to play Origin and, and play the Roosters. I think that's where it sort of kicked off when I played the Roosters, you know, that year and scored a couple of tries against them, uh, you know, that sort of... Um, you know, picked a few brains and, you know, got the opportunity, got the phone call to come down the next year and, you know, my crack at SG Ball with the Roosters and went a long way to, you know, winning a comp there with them first year and I was probably one of the youngest players there. So it was, you know, it was confronting moving down because I was yeah. going to school by myself, all the boys, 
you know, my older brother was obviously down with me and we did the, you know, the little journey by our, ourselves and, you know, moving into our house with a few, you know, of the older Māori boys from New Zealand, you know, they, they got the same sort of, you know, family orientation as we do in, in Australia and being away from them was, was hard and I was the only one in, in the sort of the, the Roosters house that was going to school, so it was, was even harder, you know, and the only time I'd sort of show up was sports days, <laughs> you know, so. They were already playing. All these fellas wearing, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing footy and I, I sort of was just working my way up and. It was just sort of hard because I just couldn't go to school and, and play footy and be away from home at the same time. Yeah. It, was, it was it was a struggle, you know, and I didn't know how to catch a bus, so I was sort of working <laughs> out on my own and, yeah. you know, and I was walking to school. And yeah, it was just, that's the sort yeah. of, you know, the adversity I faced growing, you know, coming up and you know, as a young fella coming in the big smoke. I'm guessing you and your brother Shaq weren't driving dual cab Hiluxes back then either, back and forth from Taree. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, he, he's still trying to get his license up. Well, he's older than me. <laughs> I said, as soon as I turn 16, get my alls, and you know, and obviously, I was one of my first goals was to get my license. So, you know, I got them, and you know, I was just flying around then on my red peas. One of the big misconceptions about you, Luttrell, um, you know, going from the Roosters to the Bunnies, you know, Bunnies, you, you, you're training down there on Redfern Oval in the shadow of you know all the different towers, and you know, you, you, you're a block away from where. Reynolds grew up on Pitt Street and there's a big kind of, you know, it's an inner city urban club and it's a big urban indigenous community. But, you know, you're not from there. That's what people don't realise. You're a bit of a redneck. Yeah, well, I'm not. Yeah, I, exactly. I am. I drive a Land Cruiser. I love, you know, I, that's the things I love. I love dressing up, you know, as a cowboy. I'm, I'm yeah. a farmer. Like, I grew up, my first job was dairy farming with, you know, my mate and got to do that through school, you know, on and off, you know, just a little cashing in yeah. thing and, and I said, stuff that, I'm, I'm not waking up five o'clock every morning just to milk a cow, you know. I, I took off to Sydney then and that was, that's what sort of forced me away. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I love my utes. I, I love driving up the coast to go home. And, and now that I've bought a block of my own, you know, I, I love it, you know. So, yeah. you know, that hat sitting there, that's me, you know. That yeah, 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 <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, that that's me all day, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, it's, uh, it's a lot easier to run beef than it is to run milk. <laughs> Way easier. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. definitely you you, you yeah, can no. lie in bed Too until much. noon and the cows are still going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Too, much, Too much work with them for them, them dairy fellas. So yeah. Just stopped it. The, the milk isn't worth the squeeze, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> so you just spoke about your move down to Sydney. What was it like being a young fella being chosen for the Australian schoolboys team to head over to uh, England and to France? That must have been, you know, a real change in the weather for you. Definitely. It was eye-opener because, you know, I've just never, ever got on a plane before then, you know what I mean? So yeah. I was sort of a bit anxious and nervous and um, I obviously got the opportunity to, to, to go, you know, overseas and, and play um, Australian schoolboys role and, you know, I played fullback, obviously, and... You know, I enjoyed myself, but yeah, I still got homesick. You know, being away from Australia yeah. and being away from Tauree, and you know, I think a few of the boys, you know, just you know, six, six to eight weeks, I think we we're over there just playing <laughs> yeah. games, and I said, oh, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't handle the cold either, you know. Yeah. So I was just, I was, and my head was just spinning, and I was just like, well, I just got to knuckle down here, you know, put an effort in, and, and win some games and get home. So that's how yeah. I sort of put my mentality towards that, and. Um, ended up getting player of the tournament over there and you know that was where I started going you know and started sort of reaching new levels of where I could take my footy and then I got back and you know Trent said you know well, as soon as I turned 18 he said are you, are you ready and I said yep yeah. you know first round 2016 so yeah just it was a massive eye-opener going overseas and I think you know 
doing all that and playing with some quality, you know, young players and you know to see them obviously, you know, playing great as well is it's yeah. it's crazy because you know you there with them young, you know, with them lads the same, you know, and yeah, and we're all playing great now. So it's crazy because you know it's only like a matter of time where you can just you know flip the switch and and change your mindset and and be able to achieve something that you've always wanted to do. And I think you know I was one of the first, so I I really enjoyed myself over there, and I think you know it was a great experience to sort of take my footy to where I needed it to be. Early on, I guess in your career, everyone you know us watching rugby league and and particularly the media. They saw a rising talent, um, and I'm sure you would have felt that a lot earlier than everyone else. Um, people would have been tapping you on the shoulder as a teenager, but by the time you made it to um, grade footy, Latrell was already a you know you're already a one name player. Latrell, that's up there with yeah. with a couple others, you know, not many others yeah. in that kind of realm. When did you start noticing you know the media kind of hysteria around this young Koori kid from Tari? Was that first season, second season, and was there anyone there that kind of gave you? kind of any tips or, or, or you know kind of mentored you in, in that way well I think it sort of started in 20s as I you know yeah. started getting the TV games and you know putting on a you know a few clinics there and mm-hmm. yes you did <laughs> yeah and then <laughs> winning some games there and um, you know obviously I was stoked that I'd be on TV and play and you know because then obviously my parents couldn't make it sometimes some weekends and you know it was just good for them to sit back and, and watch, watch us from home and mm-hmm. you know for that and then to obviously transfer in the, into grade and I think Mitch Orbison, you know, I'll give him a massive rap. You know, congratulations to him on his 300th and, and his retirement as well. He's had a great career and yeah. you know, he's a great role model for younger followers coming through because he just knows how to talk to people. And, you know, just being a country boy himself, you know, from Ballina, it's you know, I sort of grew a connection with him and there's a big, a bit of age difference there with him, but I can call him one of my best mates, you know, because yeah. I've got the opportunity to, to come through and for him to, you know, sort of, you know, work me into it and, um, you know, give me a few tips on the way. and. I think it sort of benefited. I took it with both hands, and you know I can't thank the man enough. And he knows that every time you have a few beers up me, I'm, I'm a bit emotional around him. But you <laughs> know, <laughs> and I, you know, like I said, man, I can't thank the man enough. And you know, obviously the Roosters give me an opportunity. I'm just chasing my own things now, my challenges, and you know the, the adversity I've, I've faced going, you know, from one team to the opposite, you know, of Anzac Parade. So you know, the boys are really supportive over here now, and. And I really fit in well, and I, I really love the way that you know, we're playing footy. I'm guessing as a young fella growing up, GI, you know, was an influence he was for every, pretty much any young rookie, and you know, anyone who's been in the game for a couple of years would be able to say that they grew up watching GI. What was it like to land down there at Redfern Oval and have him standing there barking orders at you? What's that like for a, you know, for a kid who grew up watching the man? Yeah, that's no, crazy. Um, like I said, I, I'm a been a massive Matty Bowen fan yep. since I was a junior, and yeah. and I just knew straight away I wasn't going to be that Matty Bowen player. And I was, yep. I grew out of that sort of that size, and you know, and then Greg started playing fullback and centers, and you know, I knew that was sort of how I sort of wanted to play my footy. And you know, he was a great uh, example of how footy player and an instinctive footy player should be. You know, and um, he dominated also, you know, in that centre role and whatever role he played, he dominated. So, you know, I, I looked up to that and that's why I took it, you know, a chance to come over and sort of, you know, keep playing the way I do and playing that, you know, that bigger fullback role, not the little speedy fellas and, you know, the, yeah. the way that, you know, Billy, you know, you got your Billies and your Callum Pongers and, yeah. and, you know, all them fellas, but I just think I'm a different fullback to them fellas, you know. It's not yeah. about, I don't worry about stats, you know. People worry about all this, you know, running high metres and, yeah, and it does benefit. It does benefit the team when one, you know, your, your positional players are running higher meters. But I think I can benefit my team in, you know, 
icing the players, putting mm. people on over the try lines or, you know, making the right opportunities where I can put my team in the best position possible. And that's where I think I can benefit. And I have been benefiting my teams, you know. I think my wingers have been loving me. You know, they can't stop shaking my hands. And, um, you know, <laughs> you know, it's crazy because, yeah, I just come over and big, you know, Greg is one of the coaching roles and, you know, and big Sam Burgess and John Sutton. And, you know, got these legends that yeah. I've played yeah. against and watched growing up. But, you know, it's for them to come and, you know, have a laugh and build a connection with them was just, yeah, it was crazy and, uh, and amazing at the same time because, you know, being a young fella, you know, you've, you've looked up to these fellas playing playing footy. Now, you're part of that Blues, uh, the renaissance of the New South Wales Blues. You know, that kind of hurts us a little bit as Queenslanders, but, you know, it's great to see. <laughs> it was a long time coming, it, it was. It was a long time coming. It's good, to, it's good to see Origin balance out a little bit and, yeah. and, and a lot of people would put it down to you in those little Ferraris in the spine. What was it like playing with those fellas? I mean, because you probably wouldn't have played with Jimmy the Jet before or Addo Carr even. And, you know, and some, of course, oh. an incredibly talented selection that the Blues have nowadays. Yeah, no, definitely. Like you said, man, it was just crazy to be in a team full of, you know, strike weapons, you know, mm. and you got two fastest lads in the NRL. And you now I got one outside me, which benefited me and my footy. And, you know, and obviously James Maloney with his, you know, he's, he's pretty switched on with the footy and, yeah. you know, he's got an old head on him, so he knows the game. And, you know, you got your Cam Murray through the middle, Damian Cook's running, and mm. five, six, you know, years ago, there wasn't that them players, you know. The, they were, went to the calibre that, that the players are now, I think, you know, and yeah. Queensland just had all of them players, you know, <laughs> that strike weapon that... <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you put yeah. it Queensland in now, you know, it'd, it'd, it'd be a tussle, you know. So, yeah. I think just for how, you know, Greg and, you know, there was Hodjo and then there was, you know, all, all them Corey fella and yeah. uh, Murray fellas over that side. And, yeah. It was a crazy team, man. Like Cam yeah. Smith, still going now, you know. And <laughs> Cooper Cronk, got the opportunity to play with Cooper Cronk and Billy, you know, and play against Billy Slater. And you know, it's hard to put a team, you know, up against that. And I felt sorry for this. I felt back in the day, to be honest. <laughs> now, the the rugby league forward has changed dramatically in the last four or five years, particularly the props. I mean, we saw Papali on the weekend getting clocked at 31 kilometres an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's as fast as a greyhound. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you what. Oh, it's anyway. Oh, I'd, I'd be shame. I'd have to walk off if I got anchored up. But, you know, <laughs> Who, who um, I mean, it's, it's one thing to run away from these blokes, but to run into them, who do you kind of um, find the most humbling, you know, man mountain? Who do you least like running at? I mean, I don't want to give them any ideas, but surely there's got to be one. Uh, probably Nelson. Yeah. You know, from um, yeah, Storm. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try and not run the ball when he's, at, when he's around. So I just wait for him to go off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah. yeah. Man, honestly, they're, they're all crackers. You know, yeah. they're big lads and... Yeah, you just got to run hard, I guess. Yeah. I've always been told run to the space, not the faces about them big followers, you yeah, know, because they're, sure. they're good. One on one up in front, they're good, but, you know, you get them laterally moving laterally. Yeah. It's sort of a, you know, it's a it's a battle for me to win. So You've done that to, um, you've done you that know, to Napa a few times, haven't you? Oh, I'm just sick of The hit and spin. Yeah. Well, we're just at, at training, you know, he'd want to just take it off, so you just sort of got to run away from him, you know. And it's always that left shoulder he's trying to line up, so you got to step to the right, so it yeah, helps yeah. you a little bit. But if he connects you, you're gone, you know. So. <laughs> Mate, how easy is it for you to get into, um, into like, the mindset of playing Origin where kind of one week you'd be having a laugh with one of your teammates and the next week, you know, you could be tackling them head first into the cricket pitch you know like is there like a 
a method that you go through to be like, all right, this is who I'm up against this week. Yeah, Dylan's and, Dylan's not my mate this week. Yeah, well, look, I've always been told since a young lad, you know, I don't respect no one in the field and not even, yeah, if they're on your team, they're on your team. If they're not, then, you know, it's just yeah. leave it, you know, till after the game, leave everything on the field. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I've never respected an opponent until after, you know, if yeah. they've had a crack and that's how I play it. I've just, yeah. there's no disrespect to anyone. It's just how I am. Like, yeah. I feel that I want the same back to me, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is how footy is, you know. Mm-hmm. I hold no grudges after the game, you know, whatever happens on the field, I leave on the field. And, yeah. You know, especially between, you know, me and Will. Me and Will went, you know, head to head every game. And uh, I think we've played nearly six times in one year and yeah. against each other. And I just said, look, he's going to he's gonna beat me or I'm going to beat him. That's yeah. how I think. I'd just go, well, if they're on the other side and they're not on my team, then I don't see the point in respecting them until after the game, you know, yeah, and going yeah. back to, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're not mates on the field, we're mates after, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how it is. I that's how I think. I don't, I don't, pers- yeah. I don't take anything personal. I don't put anything yeah. personal into it. Just how, that's how footy is played. Yeah, that's I how I play the game. And people find it as grubbiness and, and whatnot, but I think they, they miss the fact that it's a contact sport, you know? And, yeah. And it's an aggressive sport, you know? I, I I don't go out half-assed, you know, to, to get injured. Cause that's how you get injured, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you've got to go, you know, flat stick and, and just give it your all. And if you don't, you, you know, you end up with these little niggles and, and yeah. whatnot. And deep down, everyone loves a bit of a grub, though. <laughs> deep down. Everyone well, always, yeah. always respects the grub at the end. <laughs> well, Ennis, you know, case in well, point. <laughs> well, you just got to you got to look at it as in, you know, I'd want him in my team. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's how people, you know, people go, oh, he's a grub because he's on the other side. But if he's on your team, you're not saying that, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. just how it is. You know, if I've got a supporter from the Bulldogs calling me a grub, if I was on the Bulldogs side, you know what I mean? He's not calling me a grub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wants me. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. That's yeah, how, true. yeah. Like you said, perfect example. That competitive mindset was perfectly explained in, you know, the last dance where everyone, everyone loves Jordan and Chicago loves Jordan, but, you know, Jordan can be unpleasant to play against. And that's uh, that's yep. just the game. Well, even his teammates, you know, yeah. were sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, he maybe took it a bit too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. But that's just how yeah, competitive yeah. he was, and that's yeah. why he's you know such a great. And yeah, obviously, yeah. everyone you know, ten generations down the down the track are going to know who Michael Jordan is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sure. it's just crazy the things he used to do. And I guess I'm not at that caliber of a player. You know, it's a different sport. You know what I mean? So. You know, the things I take into my game is different to what Jordan would think, you know, yeah, and that's yeah. what, um, you know, yeah, it's different. But it's, it's at the end of the day, it's contact sport and we've got to go hard and, and, and do our best. It's been a tumultuous year. For your first year, I mean, for one, between seasons, you announced the change to the Rabbitohs, which a lot of Roosters fans would call treason and sacrilege. But you look around, a lot of people have done it. They've jumped between those two clubs. As much as those two clubs hate each other, there's a lot of people that bounce between them. You go Craig Wing, you go even Fletch, you know. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people have done that. And then, of course... Yeah, Kiri. Yeah, Kiri. Yeah, Kiri. A lot of, a lot of people. <laughs> uh, the lad. And yeah. then you kind of end up in, obviously, COVID strikes, and then you've got a game against the ropes. If it weren't for a lot of hardworking people at the administrative end, uh, you know, the game might have you know had a little, a little mark next to 2020, but they managed to get the game back on. And yep. we'll be doing a November origin. And then in the backdrop of all that, Latrell, you've got, you know, the media's obviously figured out uh, your name. Latrell Mitchell is a hot button. Uh, they hammered you a fair bit. I mean, they've shut up since. I think a lot has happened in the Australian news cycle. Uh, you know, a lot of conversations have been had this year. A lot of those staff writers have pulled their heads in. And, of course, you've, you've shut them up with, you, you know, your performance on field as well. We saw that on the weekend. 
Yeah. Uh, that was it. That wasn't even aimed at to the media, you know. And that was just there's a lad in the stand just giving All it right. to me. And I just said, yeah. Yeah. "Oh, mate, you know what I mean." But then you know, you certainly it looks shut different when you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you so, shut up. You shut up a lot of people, which was which was, which was good. But tell us, what's life like? I mean, been like in this bubble? I mean, you've obviously got the misses and the kids. You've got that to go home to. Do you feel sorry for the single blokes playing in the NRL this year? Because uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's been a pretty, pretty, pretty lonely time, I imagine. Yeah. What are they doing? You know, what's, yeah. what do they do to, if they're not training? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, but um, yeah, I do feel a little bit sorry for them lads. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's a few that are sort of starting to work out that you know, there's another single lad in a team that probably just link up and move in together. I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Peter Valandis has done a, a, a wonderful job in keeping it rolling. You know, and, yeah. and he's had a lot of pull between, you know, the government and Queensland government and. And be able to let us keep playing our, our footy and our dream and putting yeah. you know, food on the table for our kids. So yeah. it's been hard. It has been. And, you know, just not being able to see your family or not being able to, um, you know, go out at least and, and play golf with the boys, your teammates, yeah. or go for a swim with the boys. And Yeah. That's yeah. crazy, man. Like, yeah. Can't even get an Italian just, meal. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, so I guess you haven't been out hunting because, <laughs> uh, you know, oh, I'll see what no. happened last time. But, yeah, um, yeah. That, that was during the bubble too. Uh, but, you know... The, no, but, um, how did you get into your hunting? Obviously, you know, you're from out in the bush, but there's lots of people in, in the bush who don't like hunting. Yeah. How did you first catch the hunting bug? So when I was young, obviously I caught it, pretty young and my uncles and always had gun licenses and whatnot yeah. and, you know and we went along just to provide for the town and you know that sort of went away you know what i mean there was no more people hunting there was you know all my orders started passing away and dying out and which is you know disappointing and never passed on that tradition and um i guess just for me i just wanted to keep that tradition alive for taree you know what i mean and then yeah. feeding my mob and you know there would be times where I'd go out the mission and I'd have a, you know, I'd get the boys, you know, my crew just to take an esky full. Like, and I have a, like, I mean, an esky full of just roo, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just take it out there, feed the mob. And that's what I used to do, you know. It was a monthly round where I used to, you know, finish the game, go up, do a, you know, do a round, get a few, you know, and get a bit of meat and, you know, go out and distribute to the, to the mob and, you know, feed them. And that's where I found sort of, yeah, you know, that, that balance between my, you know, my footy and, and going away from footy and that's mm. where I love, you know. Yep. You know, missus and kids are really understanding about that stuff because it's tradition for me. It's yeah. it's men's business. You know, I'll get the opportunity to go and, and do it with my father and, my, you know, and he's taught me a lot about, you know, skinning and, and gutting and yeah. just the little things, you know, about yeah, to get stuff from the sea. You know, if I ever got stuck at, at, at the beach, I'd know where to go and get a feed and, you know, and that's just the life skills that I've learnt over the years and with my dad and passing mm. it on to us, you know, us boys and, now that I got the girls, you know they've got a bit of a different role to play because they're women, you know, and mm-hmm. they've got a, you know, they've got different traditions to our business. You know, we can't go into women's, you know, areas and do stuff where yeah. men can do whatever they want in their area. You know what yeah. I mean? That's just how our tradition is, and that's our yeah. culture and our culture. Yeah, and we just had different ways of doing things. And I think for me, it's just hunting and providing was the best thing. That's the way I got the bug, and, yeah. and obviously chasing pigs was um, a bit <laughs> of a yeah. It's also a bit of fun. <laughs> no, well, it's uh, it's it's. it's it's almost a rite of passage, you know, as a young fella in the bush to learn how to cut the legs off a kangaroo. Um, 
How old were you when you learnt when you learnt not to pierce the stomach lining? Because that can often, you know, clear a five acre packet. And... <laughs> yeah, it's not the it's not the um the gut you're worried about, eh? It's the piss bag in the yeah. middle. Yeah. So if you hit that, it just spoils the meat. So you sort of, yeah. you know, I'll get my uncle and I'll pit and then let him have it, and then he can just wash it off. And that's <laughs> it. <laughs> he loves that. You know, he does. He's like, I'm not wasting this, you know, I'm taking it all, no matter what happens to it. So it's just, I, I, I watched for a lot, very long time, you know, yeah. I watched my dad do it, my uncle, you know, they used to string them up on trees and, and just watch them do it. And mm. the way, you know, it's just craft, you know what I mean? Not, you know, try not to nick the meat as much and spoil it. And yeah. and the biggest thing was getting, you know, getting the piss bag out was the biggest yeah. thing. You know? yeah. If you got that out, you're in the clear, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and I, I watched for a very long time until I started getting, you know, a bit older where I was like, well, long and I have a crack now. And then I started learning yeah. and, you know, I can, yeah, rip through one now, so it's it's good. It's a good skill to have. What's your favourite bit of the roux? Is it the tail? Uh, I sort of like they're like inside. Oh, what they call the tenderloins? Yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah. pretty good. Mm. Yeah, so they sit in there. They're probably one of the biggest bits of the roux. That that's pretty good. But the ta- everyone loves tail, eh? I, you know, there'd be ten tails in one bag, and mob just go mad on it. You just mentioned there, Latrell, about you know you spend a lot of time listening. Obviously, that's you know your culture, Wiradjuri. Uh, man and you know Corey kid from yeah, up that yeah. way you spend a lot of time listening and learning that also you know translates to you in football you know you had a good relationship with trent the uh, the roosters and now you're actually you get the opportunity you know a lot of people kind of dream of this as footballers to to play underneath wayne bennett how has yeah. that been and has that been everything you kind of thought it would be because of the blokes we've interviewed on this podcast that have uh, worked for Wayne, they've all got to say the same thing. I don't think we've met anyone who kind of questions his techniques and his style of coaching. Yeah, no, look, under Trent was awesome. You know, very intelligent man with footy and knew a lot about, you know, the, the outer world with the education sort of based stuff. And I learned a lot of just the little things off him, you know, and obviously the footy. He didn't teach me how to, you know, the play footy, just put structures into place where I could bring the best footy out of myself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, which was good with, with Trent and, um, and then I come over with Wayne and it's just go mad. Like, you know what I mean? Go and play your footy, be instinctive. And, you know, it, it really relaxes me with, you know, the, the role after play. But then when he, you know, wants to get something drilled into me, then he'll, he'll let me know, you know what I mean? And it's good because he's just up front and, you know, old school. And I like listening to the older followers because they've lived a longer life, obviously. And, and they've got a lot of experiences that I haven't experienced yet. And um, I, lo- I love listening about it. And then when it comes around, then I can sort of take my bits and pieces out of you know what Wayne says and you know being under him it's been you know mad I, I, I can't it's, yeah it's been good like the way he does things is you know he sits back himself and watches the team and you know works people out and mm-hmm. I think he's more of a people person first before he's a coach you know which is which is good because he likes you know making men of you know good men you know and yeah. that's his that's his role is to make better men than better footy players yeah. you know what I mean if you're a better man off field then you know, you're going to be a better footy player. And that's how I've sort of, you know, worked it out with, you know, the older fellas and the coaches. And, and, you know, if you haven't got good people in your team, then, you know, no one wants to play with them fellas. Yeah. So I think for Wayne, you know, everyone wants to play with him. I think opposite teams want to play for Wayne Bennett and yeah. they, you know, and he's, co- he's coaching us, yeah, yeah. which is which is amazing. And that's that's just the, the effect he has on people and on the game. And yeah. He's a legend in his own right. And, and honestly, I hope he coaches for the next 10 years because I don't think I'd go anywhere. Now, obviously, it was a testing start of the year for you with the changing clubs and the COVID and the media hysteria and all that bullshit. What was it like? What, what were some of the things Wayne was saying to you at that time? Because it, it looks like, you know, batting down the hatches and, and Wayne kind of has a plan. Well, he's just backed me, you know, and yeah. that's what I want 
people to do. I just want them to, you know, to back my ability because I know I do. Mm-hmm. I, I back myself 100%. You know, for people to just sort of go away from that because I did a, you know, club swap. You know, I, like I said, it was just wasn't anything personal about that. You know, the Roosters know I love them. Yeah. You know, they gave me more opportunity. But like I said, I couldn't play fullback at the Roosters yeah, because yeah. Tedesco, you know, and that's yeah. just, that's just the way it is. That's that is business, you know. You know, if he's playing his best footy at the Roosters, then I don't see my me have trying to have a crack and challenge him and compete, yeah. you know. Because I'm not like that. I just want to go and play footy and yeah. enjoy myself. I'm not about the serious life. I just want to win games with yeah. the boys, have fun, and have a beer after. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what it's been like, and that's why I think it's been crazy at the Rabbitohs with you know winning games and you know, sitting there and having a beer with the boys and having a yarn. Yeah. That's what I love, you know. It's like it makes me feel like I'm in the country, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bush footy, bush league. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, Latrell. Yeah. It's it's been great to have a yarn. All the best for you guys for the rest of the season. I mean, you got Para this weekend. We'll be releasing this Monday after the match, so you know all the best there. As it currently stands, was it been five in a row? You boys have been ripping. Yeah, no, we were up, boys. Thanks for having me, eh? I, you know, I'm pretty excited for the next couple of rounds. So you know, stay tuned. So yeah. Be good. Fucking nice. Let's go. Right. Now, now, just give a plug. What's this hat you're wearing? That's Winmar. That's my brand. I Your just brand? started a, I'm starting up a cat. Yeah, start, starting up a cattle business. Yeah. With my old boy, and that's why I bought, bought my block. And never really jumped. Was, you know, had any thought in having some clothes and that, but I thought I'd make a few hats. And, yeah, right. Yeah. I know they've been going off. So, you know, I've been out of stock, you know, every time they come in. So, just, Dude. you know, it's crazy how people just want, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me, boys. I appreciate nice, it. Good to see all, you as well. All the best. It's good to hear you got out of the dairy game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Footy oh, was the best option I got. <laughs> see you, mate. All right, see you, bro. See you, boys.